Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses. I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator. Good morning, Tara. Hi, Jill. You seem a little sluggish. No coffee today? No, I had coffee, but I have to say I'm having like really bad coffee conundrums. I am such a coffee fiend and I don't know. I just can't settle on a cup of coffee that I really like. It's just driving me crazy. I don't know what my problem is, but I just cannot. I'm trying like flavor, different flavored coffees. I'm trying, you know, super gourmet coffees. I'm trying, you know, all kinds of different coffee and I just can't seem to find one that I like. Maybe I need to go off coffee. Well, maybe, but have you always, have you always been drinking the same thing and now you just want to change or you just really can't find something you like? Generally I drink like light roast coffee, but, or medium roast, but strong. And that's a little bit of a hard combination to find because a lot of light or medium roast just tastes weak. So that's, that's really my general parameter. But within that, I just can't seem to find one that I like. And I also, the other thing going on is I can't figure out what I want to put in my coffee. So now I think I'm drinking it black because I'm like almond milk, regular milk, creamer. I just can't figure it out. (laughs) Have you ever tried to mix two together to see if it becomes one you like? Coffee? Yeah. Yes. Does that work? Mm. Create your own. Yeah, so-so. It sort of has to do with my mood. Sometimes I'm in the mood for flavored coffee and sometimes I'm in the mood for like really strong black coffee. It's just all over the place. I might need to just go off it for a week and then try yeah. it again. Reset your taste buds. Yeah. Right? Maybe you just need – and sometimes, you know, when I'm in this time of year, like I don't know if you get allergies, but I don't even feel – I drink tea. You know, I drink a lot of it, but I don't even feel like drinking tea. It doesn't taste the same to me right now. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, if I hear of any fun coffee, I wish I could, you know, get in on this conversation, but I don't drink coffee. I can't even have a sip of it. I'll be crazy. You know, it's my lifeblood. So it really, it's affecting my day to day life. When you find that perfect one, oh, you'll be so happy. I will. I will. I'm going to write it down and I'm going to write down what I like about it so that I remember it, which is brings us to our topic for today. Wasn't that a good segue? Uh, you're getting really good. <laughs> Masterful. Um, which is about writing things down and having written agreements, written notes, written contracts. It's It sounds super boring, but it's actually really important in both Tara's and my businesses. It is. I, for the influencer part, I just spoke with somebody the other day who wanted to work with me. So I wrote a proposal, I sent it over and she was so happy because she had not worked with anybody who had given her a contract and she has been burned several times. And so I said to her, you need to even create your own contract because when I work as a stylist as well, when I'm working with stores, like I'm going to start working with Ralph Lauren, which is amazing and Neiman Marcus and these people we always sign a contract and there's an understanding of the expectations and 
payment and all of these things that you really need to have because if something goes wrong, you have it documented. Yeah. And I think so many people are reticent to ask for that signature or to present a contract or even just like a letter of agreement, just anything to document what the agreement is. I think people are just reticent to ask for it because they feel like it's, you know, we're so friendly and everything's good. And and now I'm getting all down to business. And I think you got to get down to business because I think in, on the one hand, definitely what you're saying is true. Like you want to make sure you're protected and your client is protected. Um, but on the other hand, it also, it also just makes you seem more like a business person. I think it makes you seem more serious that you are taking their time and your time seriously, that it's worth something they should be paying for. It. Yeah. Um, it's, it's important. I think, you know, with startups in particular, it's always like, you know, nobody wants to spend money on legal fees with, cause since you have, you have very little cash typically. So, you know, I always advise them to, at least if you, if you have the money, get it done properly with an attorney. If you don't have the money, there are tons of free resources online. You can pull down contracts and use them as templates and adjust them. You know, I'd always recommend having it reviewed at least at, at a high level by an attorney, maybe a friend who's an attorney. Um, but even, you know, if you, barring that, even just like coming up with a, a letter saying, this is what, what I'm agreeing to. This is what you're agreeing to. Let's both sign it. And it's not going to be perfect. It's probably not going to stand up if there's like a major lawsuit, but you're in, in a startup, your small business, that's probably good just to even get going. And then if the relationship develops into something bigger, then you can invest in attorney fees to get it papered up properly. It's true. And I think going back to what you said about being, it makes you look credible, creditable. It gives you credibility when you are showing up with something with a documented, you know, or a documentation. Um, I, there are so many people that I work with that are always like, wow, that's, you know, very professional, which they might not be used to in the influencer world. So you want to be that person. You want to have that. Yeah. And I think it's a good differentiator. Um, particularly since you're, you know, a little wiser, not older, <laughs> a little wiser, maybe. Yeah, than you ever. just call me out. Like I usually call myself out. I'm fine with that, but whoa. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's a, you know, you're a whole package. So you're more professional, you're more polished, you're more experienced. Um, and this is just part of that. But how do you, do you have anything written down like this with styling clients? Yes. So, well, that's interesting. Not so much with styling clients unless they, uh, if they have a gift certificate purchased, usually we do some kind of agreement with that. So they know that, you know, it's because a lot of times people will give me extra money for the person to go shopping. So I'm given not only what they pay for the gift certificate, but on top of that. And so they want to make sure that that money is used for that. And I appreciate that. I totally understand. Um, so with styling clients, not so much. Um, I think probably if I do an editorial shoot, yes, Mm -hmm. because an editorial shoot involves a lot more of the pulling of the clothes, the returning of the clothes, you know, you got to go ahead before and pull the clothes and actually figure out what you're going to style. And then the day of the shoot. Got it. So on, when you do editorial shoots, do you, like that, that whole notion of running around and picking up all kinds of clothes and choosing and like all that, that just like, 
overwhelms me <laughs> even thinking about it. Do you like that? It's really funny that you just said that, Jill. So there's another stylist, Missy McGinnis. I don't know if you know her. She's been a stylist in Boston in around for years. She was like one of the first stylists I ever met. So I saw her in Bloomingdale's a couple of days ago and she was selling me. She is so tired of doing that. She just likes to go shopping with her clients. And so I, I kind of feel the same way, except I don't totally mind it. But I think the thing about an editorial shoot is it's really exciting. And so I love that because it's a collaborative process. So yes, it's a lot of running around, but it's a really creative part that you get to do. And it, I don't do that many, so it doesn't bother me. But you know, pulling and returning. I mean, I usually have somebody who works with me that helps me do that because it is a lot. You have to go to a lot of places to return and pull. And so how does it work? Do you, when the shoot is set up or like, like the concept is created, do you sit, how does, like, how does it start? How do you guys come up with the outfits? How do you? Typically the photographer reaches out to me and says, I'm hired to do this shoot and we need a stylist. And so they will send me a mood board. And from that mood board, I get my creative juices flowing and I start to think about what clothes, where I can get them, and um, what the models will be like. So I also have them send me who the models are so I can get an idea of what they look like. And that's kind of how it goes. It, re- it starts from somebody else, but I get pulled in. And not to say that my creative piece isn't taken well, because it is, because really I'm the one that's pulling the clothes, but I really want to bring to life their vision. And do you bring like multiple options and they end up wearing one of them yeah so when I first started doing it I probably brought like five whole stores (laughs) way too much obviously they the everybody would be like I don't even know where to start but that was an experience I just wanted to get it right so now I can really hone in but yeah you bring a lot a lot Definitely. So, and then when you style, I know we're going a little off track, but this is interesting to me. <laughs> when you style a client, um, like just like someone like me, for example, when you, like, I remember you did this for me several years ago, so I'm sure your process has evolved, but if we're kind of pre COVID or if you're able to go back into people's homes or they're able to come to your home, how do you, do you, like how many options do you bring? So if I said to you, I have, I, I want, I want new clothes for, for spring and summer. And, um, you know, how do you, how would you, how many stuff, how much stuff would you bring for me? So what I've started to do, um, a lot lately is I'll start sending you pictures. So I really hone in on the idea of what we're talking about. So let's just say, let's bring it back to the Veronica beard blazer, just cause we, that was a really good example. So I love that blazer. Well, I, you love blazers too. And I'm actually wearing one today. So let's just say we were like, I really want some great blazers. And so I would just send you a couple ones that I think that you would like. And then from there you'll say, yeah, you know that one, but probably not that style or dresses or whatever. And that way I really hone in on rather than just bringing you a bunch of things I think you might like, I really get a sense of it. So let's just say I'd probably bring you like, you know, four to five blazers. Um, I think anything more than that is way overwhelming. And I used to do a lot because I didn't know. But now I really, you know, I think it's changed too. Like you wouldn't be offended if I send you some pictures to figure it out. As before, I think people just wanted me to show up with everything. So the process has changed. Yeah. One thing I like about your what you do is I remember you would 
you would suggest something that I was like, that's never going to look good on me. And you're like, just try it. Just trust me and just try it. But, and one thing, like not, you know, most of the things I think were pretty consistent with like the way I would see myself, but I like that you push a little bit. Yeah. Try different things. Well, I think it's, you know, it's hard for us to see what else we think we would look good in because we're so used to kind of doing and dressing in the same type of clothing. So it's fun to try something new. And then you feel like your uh, wardrobe can expand a little bit, which is exciting. Yeah. Right? Excellent. Well, this has been all over the map. (laughs) We started with documenting, but don't forget to document. And now we went into Jill's closet, which is so fun. (laughs) Then we'll really go into my closet. We'll talk about the pants that I bought in Israel that I can't find anywhere and I need more. (laughs) That's a good episode. We'll look forward to that. Okay. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of shorts. Bermuda shorts. Jean shorts. Short shorts. Boy shorts. Tennis shorts. Cargo shorts. Seated shorts. Running shorts. Board shorts.